This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to Talking Devils, United, Manchester United leading independent podcast. Um, I'm Paul and this is the United Before Fergie podcast. If you're watching this live on YouTube or on Facebook, please leave a comment, subscribe, like, do all that good stuff. Um, but if you're listening to this later on the repeat, hello, um, please, again, leave a comment, subscribe, like. And if you're listening on the audio podcast, do exactly the same for us. Um, 55 years ago tonight, um, Manchester United won the European Cup by beating Benfica 4-1 after extra time at Wembley. Um, and I'm delighted to um, welcome my three guests this evening. Firstly, lifelong United fan, Addy, who was in the terraces on that fateful night. Um, the son of United legend, Nobby Styles with Rob. And United's European winning, FA Cup winning, First Division League winning goalkeeper and United legend, Alex Stepney. Good evening, chaps. How are good you? Evening. Good evening, Paul. Oh, good. good. Fantastic. Excellent. Yes. So, so, and cheers to, it's only Walter, but cheers to you too. Um, so, I want to start with you, Alex. Um, 50, yeah, okay. 50, 55 years ago um, tonight, have you had, has today been a day of reflection? Do you think about it, or is it just another a year since that happened? What, what kind of goes through your mind when the anniversary ticks around? Of, of that? It's, it's, it's just when the date comes up, you know, when the date comes out, oh, like, like yesterday, oh, bloody hell. It's 50, oh yeah, yeah, it's 55 years now, you know, today. So, uh, great, great memories. Uh, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. I'm, but I will say that, uh, being as I, you know, I still work at the club, I'm doing the hospitality and, and, and doing a few things, you know. Um, you never stop getting reminded of it, which is, it's, it's your life. It's your life and uh, it's just an unbelievable thing that's happened during your, your life. Um, and, and, you know, that's what it's all about. And that's what Rob would probably say that about the same for, you, for his dad, you know. Yeah. I mean, did, did, I mean, did you think, Alex, that 55 years after it happened, people would still be talking about it and asking you about it to this day? <laughs> you, well, you, you don't think that, but it's, it's like everything else. Once, once, you, once we won it, um, you know, a few years, that it, it's one of those things that you'll never be forgotten. You know, because Manchester United are Manchester United. The support is um, absolutely unbelievable all around the world. 
around the world. I mean, that team we, we played in, I mean, it's, it's like when we won the league, obviously, as you get into the European Cup, what did, what did Matt and, and, and Jimmy do? They took us on a six-week tour, you know, it, it, straight after the game. In, in 67 and we, we we went and played two games in America which was it was basically trying to start it off exhibition games and then we went to New Zealand we, we went there for a couple of weeks and then we had another three or four weeks in Australia because that's what it's all and now looking back now all the supporters that come from all, you know from, from all these places I mean I, I was in the uh, yes, I was there yesterday, and um, there's people from Australia and New Zealand and America. They're, they're from all over the world. It's just absolute. But that's what Matt Busby did for Manchester United, as well. Did as, you feel like? Uh, sorry. Did you Did you feel like rock stars? Because that was at the height of the beat, the Beatles and everything else. Would you kind of? No, Jules did. Oh yes, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> No, but, I mean, we, what, what, we, what was that like? What was that like, though, going on on tour with United straight after the final to these places that that you that maybe <laughs> you never even thought of where you would go to? No, I mean that that that's been the beauty of, of, of playing for Manchester United and, and you know being in, in in the team in in the greatest one of the greatest teams of, of all time because you know you travel the world. I never thought you know when I was leaving school that I would. If I, so I went in the merchant navy or something, that I would I would be you know going everywhere in the world and you know and being looked after at the same time. Hey, Rob, when you you know when uh, obviously you're like younger and and your dad after that final, what were, what were his thoughts? And you know I'm going on tour. I'm I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm I'm off. Um, he's, I suppose for as he said, a half blind midget from Collyhurst. It was. He said when he went to Australia, his, his mum had warned him there might be relatives there. He said he got off the plane and there was all these gingerbread people and he knew it was his relatives. So, yeah, he knew he was taking the game to the world, really. So, yeah, it was it was amazing for him, really, to see what he did and to you know see where he went just for being playing for United. And the affection that they had all over the world and still do is incredible, you know. Oh, I, you know, they, they, it's such a... It's such an institution now. Not just you could probably talk to anybody in any corner of the world and mention the name Manchester United, and they'll know exactly who you are. Yeah. You know, straight away. That's how. Yeah. That's how how large. You know, just how huge the the brand is now, and, and the name actually is. Um, but I want to talk about that night in 1968. Mm. Addy, you were there on the terraces. We're very um, lucky. Yeah. On the um, so let let us go back just a little bit further. Let's go back to the. The, the, the games, pre, you know, leading up to that, so the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and so on. The, the qualifying, yeah. So, w w yeah. did you go to, to all of those? Were you there at all of the? I was at the home matches? game. At okay. the home game. Yeah, I was only fifteen and an apprentice, so I only had ten and six a week. So, no, I didn't do the, the away games. But uh, uh, the, the Malta, the Hibs for Malta. I was going to ask uh, Alex about going playing there when we drew nil nil that and the first the first round went to the first leg. And we, we, I think we struggled at nil nil. Did we not, Alex? And well, we not so much struggle. We, the thing was, we won four nil at home in the first leg. Yeah. You know, the first game. So we went there, and you know, it was like once. I mean, the crowds were incredible. It was. I mean, they're all match night supporters. I mean, there was no, there was no way fans. It was the, the Maltese were match night supporters. Um, and we played on a, 
like a concrete pit with with sand on it, you know, and and it wasn't. Uh, we didn't have to do a lot to sort of keep it at nil nil. Really, you know, I mean, their crowd were, you know, everyone was happy and going on, but um, no, we yeah. just kept, we knew nil nil was gonna, was enough to you know satisfy yeah. them. Boom, and, and okay, we're into the next round. They're fantastic, aren't they? they really support United very well, the multi bunch. Um, um, unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Good luck. Sorry. So, well, do you, do you want me to talk the 68 final? Obviously, we queued all night for our tickets that we're talking to uh, the week before. Maybe it was 10 days before the final. Mm. Uh, I queued all night with the Ashton lot that I used to hang about with. Right. Uh, all night outside the ground. Got me ticket. On the, I was an apprentice coppersmith at Range Boilers in Steeler Ridge. <laughs> college, uh, Oldham College used to be built then. And I'd missed college twice already on the Wednesday. And I got told that I couldn't miss no more by Joe Bilger with the foreman. Lovely man. If you miss another one, Addy, that's it. And we got to the final. So <laughs> I'll tell you a story about that. The, the day of the, we hitched it there, obviously. Uh, me and two of my mates. Uh, one of them's passed away now. Uh, and we, it took us longer to get to Hazel Grove than it did to, to, to Wembley. <laughs> Just went from the bridge to Hazel Grove. It took us ages. We couldn't. Anyway, we, we got picked up by a lovely lady that dropped us off at Hazel Grove. And then we got a great lift all the way to uh, Arsenal's Old Ground near there. He dropped us off there. Uh, smoked a pipe. Really nice guy. And that was, we were there early hours of Wednesday morning before the game, and it was fabulous. And we got to Wembley on the, well, walked a bit, then the local buses started, we got on that. And at Wembley, we just, we were all people wandering about at six o'clock in the morning there. It was just unbelievable there. Um, up and down the, uh, up and down Wembley Way, uh, and I got, by, by lunchtime, a lot more people were arriving, and the two lads I was didn't have tickets. So we were on the scrounge everywhere we went. Uh, I met lots of people that I knew that I sometimes saw in the away games. I went to the away games at United, you know, from Division 1 then. Uh, and then I bumped into the Malta branch because we spoke about the Malta branch before. Mm. On the step, the big and they gave me a drink of pop and some crisps. <laughs> and the grill. And they made a fuss of us. And me, Billy and uh, Kenny. Uh, Got my picture took, ended up went when I was 40, from my 40th birthday to the letter. And there it was on the wall, little scruffy kid on the end, that were me. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the night the final, the, we got in the game. Uh, oh, you're in the ground. We were in the ground. As soon as they opened, we were in the ground. Singing. And quite high up, really. Uh, had a special big rosette that we made for me by one of the neighbours. Uh, still got it. A bit tatty now, but still got it. My white butcher's coat on, which I don't, I wish I'd never got rid of. I wish I'd saved it. I don't know why, where it went. But, but then, of course, the rest is history, isn't it? it kicked yeah. off. I must admit, I've never, the benefit, I've never seen so many smart people like that in my life. They all had chips to die on, and like all insurance men wandering around ground, they were just unbelievably smart. Some of your night fans were as well, but I mean, they were just all dressed to kill that lot. They really were. <laughs> <laughs> First half. Uh, Alex, the first half, I mean, it was tight the first half, wasn't it? Very tight the first half. Well, it, was, it was always going to be tight, wasn't it? You know, I mean, uh, you've got to remember, I mean, I wasn't 
at the club at the time, but a couple of years before the, the you know, United murdered them, was it 5-1 in, in, in Lisbon? And, and uh, you know, uh, they played each other that in that. But the thing was, it was tight. And, but it's, it's never going to be an open game as, as, as you would think it was going to be. I mean, they were, they were a great team. They were full of all, all internationals, as we were, basically. So, you know, it was going to be tight. Um, it's like, I mean, you don't want to make a mistake, do you? That's, that's what it's all about. If you make a mistake, you know, you get, you're going to, you know, it's, it's, it, it, you, you can't, I couldn't afford to make a mistake, let's put it that way, uh, being yeah. the goalkeeper. Well, you can't, but you can't. It, no, but it was interesting you saying about the way you went to the game. I mean, we, we, we had so many stories about that, but, but we as players, we did know, um, I won't mention his name, but he was a judge. Um, a friend of ours, um, lived near Mottram Hall actually, but um, he was the judge. And he, he was actually he was on the Moore's murders case, I think. Uh, but on the day of the final, he was at uh, in court um, in Carlisle, and they reckon that it was the quickest sizes uh, that ever went on. The hammer went down guilty, guilty, guilty because he got in the car and they got him to Wembley. <laughs> Brilliant. That's a fabulous story, that is. I love that. I love that. So, so, Adi, I just want to ask you, what was the what was the feeling on the terraces sort of pre-match? Was it confidence? Was it nervous? Was it, we're just going to enjoy the occasion because it's, it's a European Cup final? How do, What would you recall about how the fans were feeling pre pre match as the you know at the one all we're getting close to the engine thing is it nervous how what was it like on the terrace I, I was very nervous but as a 15 year old what's nerves i mean i feel more now i go now like i said i'm a season ticket holder now and I, i'm more nervous now than i were then i'm a bag of nerves at times i'm picking team two days before the game mate can't <laughs> sleep it's ridiculous, ridiculous. but we were nervous, but we were very loud, and we were. It was just the singing never stopped in the United. Well, they they sang as well, obviously. But we were. It was, and it was standing, obviously. So it was you were about, and it was oh, it was an experience that Rotterdam came close to it when we won the Cup Winners' Cup at Rotterdam, and that was close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, same sort of feeling, singing the songs and stuff. Uh, obviously, beaten by Munich was another one, but. But that '68 were awesome, and uh, there are a lot of very kind people there. When when you've got now, um, you know, even in the ground we were getting cups of tea given to us, you know, and a, and a packet of crisps. You know, you know, we're, we're proper proper loyal and kind people. A lot of United fans, well, the majority of United fans. Are. Uh, but after, the, I mean, the, when we finished, I mean, who could forget Nobby running about like he did? Bless him. What a mm. what a book, eh? uh, <laughs> Dobby a few times in my time as well. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, when 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 Bobby outdone the rest, you know the songs that we sing. Uh, wow, well I was on the floor, I was rolling about on the floor, I got knocked on the floor. Uh, I mean, Vestie were awesome, but we've also got to remember. I mean, Johnny Aston, I know Johnny Aston, I know Johnny Aston uh, many 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 times because he has a he used to have a shop in Acton Gossip Market. And, and that used to see me steal the had a shopping steal the as well. Uh, Johnny Aston played well in that final. Johnny Aston played well in a lot of the man, games. Man of the match. He was the man of the match in the 68, but in the cup final, in the European cup final. But he played well 
quite well. Even in league games, he was playing well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. Served, I don't think. Um, you know, oh, he run him, he run him ragged. He run him ragged. Never mind, you saved you. Mm. <laughs> Rob, I want to I want to ask you. So, oh, go sorry, go on, Eddie. No, you you, you go, you finish. Alex did his bit. He had one save to do. End the story. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, Alex. Yeah, it was just one of those one of those things. Isn't it? I mean, he, you say you had a free kick. I shouted bar and it hit the bar and it bounced out <laughs> outside the box. That's how far he could, uh, how hard he could hit it. <laughs> oh well, well, he anyway, probably. Besides Bestie, he was probably the best player in the world at the time. So. Well, he was a, a prolific goal scorer, wasn't he? I think if you look up his record, I don't know, he played something like 840 games. He scored 870 goals or something like that. But it's, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. But, you know, he had a, a certain person to man mark him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I not be. <laughs> oh, so you that... He kicked, he kicked lumps out to Nobby as well, didn't he? He did. Well, yeah. But the, the, the thing I, or the only thing I can basically, I mean, when, when you're in that dressing room, I mean, Matt, Matt's team talk was always go out and enjoy yourself. And he, he, he had, you knew he had confidence in you to go and play the game you wanted to play, the way you play, you play as a team, you run the game uh, because you're experienced enough, each and every one of you, like a jigsaw puzzle. To, to play the game, and, uh, and when it, the only thing he would, it, very rarely he would, he would sort of uh, itemise something. And as we went out, or when the bell went to go out, this which at Wembley you had this, you know, the dressing rooms were right at the back of the, uh, well, of the tunnel. So and it was a long, long walk up um, to to, to uh, before you got on the pitch. You got near the pitch, and you had to wait while the bands were playing. And, anyway, it didn't matter. But I just remember that uh, as we were going out, uh, when the bell went, he just all of a sudden said, Nobby, I want you to mark Eusebio man for man like you did two years ago in the semi-final World Cup. And that was it. And he did it. That, and he, but that was his, that was Matt's, that was, that's how a manager, you know, it, it was something that, but he was just brilliant. He, no shouting, nothing like that. Just go and do that, son. I know you can do it, you know? Rob, does he talk mm. about it, Rob? Did he watch, sorry? Say that again, Paul. Oh. Back. I'm worried my computer's going to go up. Sorry, say that again. Did, did he talk about it a lot? <clears throat> um, yeah, he talked about he talked about marking Eusebio. Um, and mm. he talked about the game, yeah. Um, <coughs> I mean, in 60, he marked him in 66, so he knew mm. sort of what to expect, and he knew what to what you could and what you couldn't do with Eusebio. Um, he said you couldn't let Eusebio get a run at you because if he ran at you, he would kill you. You had to be on him mm. straight away. And as Alex will testify, you couldn't let he had a very short back step as well. That's so right, yeah. he was striking the ball, you had to be Probably right not. on top of him. Otherwise, if he got a shot <laughs> off, you were in trouble because he could whack the ball as Alex Chest will testify. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he did talk about, I mean, he talked about saying 66, mm. um, he'd marked him, but Bobby Moore had also. Eusebio started to drop deeper. Bobby Moore would pick him up. And in 68, him and David Sadler had said if he goes deep, mm -hmm. David Sadler would pick him up. So it, Nobby wasn't, you know, wasn't leaving the defence exposed, which he only did the once, which was nearly a catastrophe, except for Alex. But um, yeah, he did talk about, he talked about, and obviously 
you know, being being a mad red as he was and being at the club for when Munich happened and that, it meant such a big deal to him, 68 as well. And, you know, he was a an ardent red all through his life. So, yeah, he talked about it. But he was oh. very, as Alex will say, he was very... Very unassuming and very humble. You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't go about and say, well, I, I'm Mark Trusavia and I put him in my pocket. No, I wouldn't do that. That wasn't him. I mean, he might say sometimes, well, well, you know, I, I did okay. That was that was probably as 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 as, as big headed as he ever got. I did okay, yeah. But you know, he was obviously very proud of what he did. Because he, he obviously he did a great I think he did a great job on him twice. Rob, I just want to ask you, what what was the atmosphere, like in the Styles household, in the days leading up to that, was was he was he nervous about it? Was it? It's just another game. How did, how did he approach it, and what was what was it well, like? I, in, in I, I wasn't I wasn't around. Um, I didn't come till nine months after the cup final. Literally. <laughs> that probably tells you. Something. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, um, I was talking to my mum about it. He was actually a doubt before the final. Because he was starting to have problems mm. with me. He'd have problems that season and the season before. Mm. He, had a, he had a fitness test of the morning of the match, and mm. John Fitzpatrick was on standby. So, sure. yeah, he was. Yeah, obviously, he was, he was nervous about being fit, and he was nervous about lasting the match. And obviously, you know, it's such a big occasion. But you know, he'd been he'd he'd he'd, he'd been there before with England, hadn't he? So yeah. he probably yeah. wasn't as nervous as he could have been. You know. And yeah, Alex, he, was, uh, he, was, he was very superstitious, as Alex would tell you. So yeah, he yeah, had a lot. he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex, what what was the mood like in the camp again on on the lead up to to the game? Was it very relaxed? Was there was there nerves? Yeah, was there yeah. Expectation. What was it like around around no, the camp at the time? No, no. I mean, it was relaxed because that's that's the way um, we were. It was the way, like I was saying, Matt and Jimmy would would want you to be. You, you would, they would make sure you were relaxed. I mean, uh, we stayed it. Uh, we stayed near um, near near Epsom. Uh, I think uh, um, you know where, and the derby was run that day. And so, because you can imagine, we, we, a few players that like to have a bet, and so it was all all relaxed. You know, <laughs> um, great. There, there was no sort of. I think when when you're on the coach, you get used to it. I mean, it was a bit different for for a European Cup final when you're coming towards the stadium. But to see the crowds and that, you know, uh, I think we, we we mainly got on with it ourselves, you know, helping each other out, uh, not not to be overawed, if that's the word, you know, to um, make sure that we're you know we're ready to go and go to play. Simple as that. Oh, it was unbelievable. As a, as a fan that day, I don't think anybody, any team could have done so proud. I mean, we we're the first ones to win it, weren't we? Uh, in, in yeah. Mm. Uh, the thing I during the game, during the game, it was non-stop. You must have. What, could you hear us? Could you hear us? Yeah, you, you, yeah. Obviously, I mean, it's one of those. Um, it's, it's one of those stadiums, really. That um, you know, you're quite far apart from the normal ones you play in. It played on before, but you know, you could hear it. And but it's like everything else. You have to you. You're there to do the job. You're working and you're doing the job, and hopefully, you know, you can come through it and and, and win the game. Uh, the only thing, like as it was, I mean, okay, I mean, I mean, the first half, like you said, there was a few hard tackles went in and things like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, they did. And you go in the second half and, and blooming, when Bobby scored with a header, I mean, how often did Bobby score with a header? You know? Not often. <laughs> so, so you must think, well, your name's on it. But they were a good team. They were a, good, oh, yeah. a very good team. And they came back and uh, Gracia scored past me about 10 minutes ago. You see, the thing is, Today, you've got clocks. That we, there was no clocks at Wembley. There's no clocks nowadays. You know, and, and I knew that they scored late on. And I was more sort of uh, kept looking at the bench to see, to get any signal how long to go, you know. And, and because when, when Eusebio broke through, but that was okay. I saved it and I wanted to start a counter-attack. That was how it was. Uh, so I threw it to Tony Dunn because he went wide. And, 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 and that was it. But I thought... But I remember when he when he was put through, I thought, well, where are you, Nobby? Because he, he hadn't left him all, <laughs> all, all the game. But I, I don't know whether it's true or not, but someone said, I think he might have, his, one of his contact lenses has fallen out and he was looking for it. But anyway, <laughs> so, Nobby. Um, no, it was just, uh, it was just an, an incredible moment. In, 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 and when we got, uh, when the final whistle went and we went, it had to go into extra time. I mean, Wembley was a sapping, an absolutely sapping turf, you know, not for me, but for the lads who were, you know, up and down, up and down. Um, and someone said, you know, uh, you know, I'm shattered or one of the players said. And, but Paddy was, Paddy was very dominant in, in, in what he said. He said, well, you think you are? Have a look at them over there. You know what I mean? They, they were, they were, they would be as well. So that was a, a thing Mark, we, we can win this, you know. Yeah, kiddo. I mean, such a young lad. Happy birthday! It's his birthday today. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was nineteen all the day, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, for him to score, and then, and then the George Best score. Oh. Well, yeah. The, you see, the, the thing was uh, when we went into extra time. Um, uh, you, I mean, you can imagine. I mean, and now no one wants to make a mistake. I mean, you make a mistake, and you know that could be the end of it. You know, in in, in a normal game early on, you, you you know things do happen. But if in extra time, and I think you know, the ball the ball was played. Tony Dunn, I, I threw the ball to Tony Dunn. He did anyway. Tony didn't want it, but I I could. <laughs> he didn't want to make a mistake. He could have gone forward. I think he could have gone and give it to Bobby or whatever. But he passed it back to me. Well, I could pick the ball up in those days, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the thing was, right, when we played Gornick in, in, uh, in Gornick, I, we, we lost 1-0 right at the end, but we won 2-0 at home. The referee pulled me up for holding the ball for more than four seconds. And, and I caught the ball on a, from a corner. And it, it was all icy pitch. And, and it was only the same bloody referee, wasn't it? So <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> so, so when they only give me the ball, I'm looking over and I see Shay because I didn't want to, you know. Shay was on his own, and I th and he worked. Well, you know, what a what a character Shay was, and I, and I threw him the ball, and he, he and he didn't want it. And he passed it back to me. Now I can't do anything. I've got four seconds. I've kicked it down the middle, and because yeah. mine got a flick on, and then George is full of running, and we score. He went round. Well, he nutmegged Kaluna, the captain, and. Went round Henrique the keeper, and uh, the, well, they'd gone then. That was that was that was the initial point in the game, really, uh, in in the extra time. But once you know we scored first, they collapsed, and, and you know and we we coasted then, really, didn't we? I mean, Brian yeah. scored, and then Bobby scored with an unbelievable half foot volley, oh, half volley. Yeah. You know, I think 
I think Alex, to be fair, I think United were a lot fitter than them in the in the extra time. Um, we seem to well, be in, in extra in extra time. Yeah, yeah, because that, we'd scored that, that that second goal. They they'd gone. You know, I mean, I said to you before. You know. <laughs> The players were exhausted. I mean, it was it was nearly 100 degrees in the stadium that night. You know, you, you know what I mean. And and it was just that once once we got that goal, they went. They they just um they, it, everything went out of them. Everything went out of them, and uh, and we coasted to win. Well, we, yeah. Talking about that goal, Shay always said he set it up because he passed it back to you, Alex, didn't he? That's right, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, but, but you see, that was because he was a character, wasn't he? I mean, we had characters in the team. I don't think you get characters today like we had. You know. I think everyone loves Shay, didn't they? Oh, he was a diamond. Absolute mm -hmm. diamond. Diamond, yeah. Can I ask, Alex, what did um, Sir Matt and Jimmy say to you at at the end of full time when you're all sat on the turf? Did it, Was there a guy, you know, you know what you need to do? Or was there... Uh, no, I, I think, <laughs> if I remember rightly, if I remember rightly, we... We sort of, we, well, you know what to do. This is what I was starting to say. Matt, Matt was brilliant. Uh, it allows you to do, I mean, it would be just keep going, lads. Keep going. You're all right. Just keep playing. Keep attacking. You'll win the game. And because we had, we had uh, Johnny Asson's uh, uh, dad was, was was on the bench and he, he was massaging legs and, and so was Wilf, I think, if I remember rightly. You know, so, and Jack Crompton, of course, and, and Ted Dawn. So, you know, they were trying to keep us going as well. You know, you don't have long before, you know, Bobby had to go and toss up and uh, we're playing again. Yeah. I think one of the things Alex will probably agree was that Matt always insisted they try and keep playing and keep playing and express themselves as well. You know, they wouldn't, but, wouldn't mind if they get, if they were trying something, he wouldn't mind, Matt. But a lot of managers like Allardyce would say, oh, no, don't do this. That's right. That's Matt right. would encourage you to keep playing. Well, that the thing was there. Well, I mean, go back to the, the semi-final in, in in Madrid. You know, I mean, we've gone there one nil up. I mean, Basti scored a, a great volley at home when we beat them one nil. Um, and, and going there, I think. Well, we're thinking if we can keep it to nil nil at half time because there was a hundred and I think about hundred and twenty thousand, hundred thirty thousand in the stadium. You know, and the noise was incredible there at the Bernabeu. Um, we're thinking, well, if we can keep it to nil nil at half time, you know, we're there, we've got a chance, and that's how it was. But we were 3 1 down at half time, and the only goal that we got was an own goal. You know, we hadn't played, we were, we hadn't played at all, um, like we had played all season. And of course, when we got in that dressing room, and Matt, Matt was in absolutely, there's no other manager in the world would have done what he did. He sat on the stool when we went in that dressing room, you we only had 10 minutes. That's what we had in those days. Yeah. And you, you go in and, you, and he, he sat on the stall because he had his, his chilby hat on and his pipe in his mouth. And and, and, and he, he just tooted at every one of us. As we walked in, he, he, he tooted and shaking his head at us. Never said a word. Never said a word. And your head drops, doesn't it? You know, he never said nothing. And then, just before, it, just before the bell went, he got up and started laughing at each other. Every one of them, he laughed at us. What's going on? It's semi-final European Cup. You should be able to enjoy yourself. And Alex, Alex, would you say by him not saying anything, he said everything he needed to say? You, you yeah. knew exactly what he was thinking without him actually saying what. He well, yeah, that, that was it. You see, but to get up and laugh at you, mm -hmm. laugh in a way, and telling you that you know 
all season. You've been attacking teams and go, you haven't done that. Go out and enjoy yourself like you've done all season. And then when the bell went, yeah, well, I remember him saying, right, now listen, you score the next goal, you win. Okay? It's 3 2 in aggregate. You score the next goal, you win. And we went out. And David Sadler scored, I don't know, about 10 minutes later, I think. And because then George, I mean, our Bill, Bill Fault scoring the goal was, was just unbelievable. You know, your name's on it, isn't it? Fate. You know, that's it. Bobby was catching. Bill Fultz, Bill Fultz puts us in the final. Uh, you know, it's. They'll never win. Um, never, you'll never get that again. Addy, I just want to ask you uh, at the end of full time in the semi final against Madrid and United and United won an aggregate, did you, as a fan at that time, thinking, we're going to win this. No, yes. no one's going to stop us. We, I know we're going to Wembley, so we're on relatively home patch, the home turf. You know, being in England, but was there a feeling amongst the, the, the fans of your age at that time, like this is it? We're going to win this. I think we're all like that, all of us. I mean, United were playing with some great flair and in, just in the league games as well. We, 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 no, we were very confident. If I remember rightly. All of us, I don't think anybody said that we were going to win. Um, I mean, all the way down and, and talking to the, the, the driver that drops us off the Arsenal ground, he, he, he was a City fan. But he, 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 he rang all the United team off. He used to watch both teams when they were younger. And he, 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 he said, you're going to win. You're going to win. And we did win. And, uh, oh, I mean, after the game, I mean, we celebrated so long afterwards. I just, you know, on black and white telly. Colour now, you know, you can get it colour now. <laughs> <laughs> but we celebrated so long afterwards. Uh, I think and, we, sorry, we had, a, we had a, um, a, a, what can I say? Um, Alf Ramsey was there with the, with the, with the England team. Um, and uh, he came up, he came into the dressing room and uh, he said to Bob, <coughs> Bobby, uh, Nobby and myself, uh, right, go back to the hotel because the following morning we were going to Germany uh, and then on to Italy to play in the Nations Cup. And uh, he said, uh, when you're back, get to the hotel, meal and bed. <laughs> well, Bob, well, Bobby was, Bobby was um, not so good. I mean, you can imagine how much that took out of him anyway. Um, and Nobby and I, uh, with the wives, uh, decided that um, we'd go to Danny LaRue's club in London. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we had, we, we had a night out in London. We had a, a fabulous night. And, uh, because we went, obviously, the following morning, we, we had to join up with the England squad. So the disappointment about the European <laughs> Cup final for me was we never came back That's true. to the team and missed, all the, missed the homecoming. Uh, because there was nothing in Germany when we went there and there was nothing well, no Sky Sports or anything like that in those days so but, by the time we came back three weeks later it was all you know that was it Alex I missed the homecoming as well because I had to go into work on the Thursday <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to block in and my card wasn't there oh god <laughs> no you're in trouble lad. Bill Jewett was here so I walked into the engineering shop where I worked and everybody were banging on the benches with their hammers because we won't cut. And there's a young lad, a year old, got all his away scarves tied together with his white butcher's coat on, 
with his helmet with David Hurd and all the old playing on it at the time. And I'd go up the stairs and he shut the blinds in his office and you could hear the whole the old shot. <laughs> oh. So I came out and I got sacked. But I walked straight out and got another job, so it was not a big deal. <laughs> well, it was, but I got but it was worth it though, Eddie, right? Yeah. It was, it, it was worth it, yeah. Yeah, well, my dad didn't he had him in sack for two months because he got me. Guys, I've 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 got had some comments from um, some social media posts that I that I put out this morning for 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 fans to comment on on their experiences that night. And I just want to run through some of these. Um, these are these are from Twitter. I've got some on Facebook. That I'll go through in a little while. So Anna said her dad was there as a teenager. He took a bed sheet as a banner they painted the trophy onto. Um, Chris Ban or Burn, um, he had a full set of tokens after being at every home game. But he was only 13, so he couldn't go. His older brother used those tokens to get a ticket, and oh. I went there and back on his scooter. He gave me five shillings as a thank you for that. Um, <laughs> Stephen Bolton was a 10-year-old boy, went on the train with his parents, who were both season ticket holders. Remember it being hot and could still see George's and Kiddo's goals. The only time ever my parents allowed me to take a day off school. Uh, James Kusick says, Unfortunately, I couldn't get a ticket. I was a sixth former at a school in Manchester Met. My uh, sorry, Manchester met my dad off the bus from Staley Bridge in Piccadilly outside Lewis's to watch them go by on the open top bus. Uh, Rob says he was too young to go, watched it on the little black and white TV in our house on Ayers Road, Old Trafford. Went to wash my hands, and Georgie scored. Dad sent me off again, sent me to wash my hands again, and kiddo scored. So it, was, so it was all down to um, down to Rob. That's that's the reason he scored because he washed his washed hands. Barry Redfern says, no, unfortunately, he was only 11 at the time, watched it on TV, messed about, got a clip around the ear and kicked out, watched some of it through the window until Dad let me back him. Uh, Mark Robson said, he wasn't, but his dad was there. He remembers watching it with my mum on our little black and white TV. Um, he said, sorry, I don't know that really answers your question, but 1958 and then 1968 are two years that influenced the lives of many United fans. Barry, uh, sorry, Barry Maguire, Brian Maguire. Banned from going by school. A couple of weeks previously, skipped off from school school sports day to see the Sunderland game. Oldies will know significance. Banned from all sports the rest of the summer. And head said expulsion if it went, if we went to the final. Old fella wouldn't let me go. <laughs> Stratford grammar tossers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, one, one of those po one of those comments mentions 1958, and we can't talk about 68 without the I guess 58 in the context of of where we were 10 years ago, losing eight magnificent players in, in Munich to where, you know, to 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 be in at the top table of European football. And and Rob, I know I know your dad was an was uh, an apprentice at United at that time. Yeah. In in terms of the effect that it had on him and the effect in, in future years, I, I guess when you see um, the pictures, you know, when you see the video of your dad dancing and holding the European Cup, I guess that was all that emotion coming out in, in that one moment. And you saw it with Sir Bobby when he cried as well, or it looked like yeah. he cried at the end of it, and it was... Yeah. It, it, would, that be, would that be a fair thing to say, that that's what, yeah, how it was... It, that felt? The, emo the emotion, I think, say there was Bobby, Shay, Bill were all there at the time. Um, they all knew the lads that died, and, the, you know, especially Bobby and Bill were big friends with them. Um, the emotion has to be there, and I think I think Alex. I think there was other there was some of the survivors were there, like Johnny Berry mm -hmm. and that. I think, mm -hmm. and the families of some of the lads who died were there. 
So yeah, it was very emotional, um, and it was something I think that they didn't. It wasn't really talked about, but it was always there in the background. You know, they didn't talk about it them days like now. You'd have council or anything. There was none of that, but it was always there in the background. And it took a. It took not just emotionally with with Sir Matt. It took a, a great deal out of him physically. I believe. You know, he, he used to really struggle with his back and everything. So. You know, it was all that had built up to, to. They should probably have won it two years before, but you know, to win it ten years to the day, and as Alex said, Bills to score the winner in the semi-final. It was fate, definitely, that they were going to do it ten years after. Um, and yeah, just all, all that. That's all emotion, especially for Bobby. Obviously, I think he was a bit overcome after the final whistle. It was just, you know, it was, he was very emotional anyway, Bobby, and it was just a bit too much for him. I think the, the stars on the line that night, didn't they? They all, yeah. they all they all fell into place and and, and Alex in with, with I mean did that ever come up with with Sir Matt and Jimmy was Munich ever mentioned or you know as as yeah. a driving motivation towards it or did it just didn't even come into the equation? No, I, I, I've got to be honest. When when uh, Matt and uh, Jimmy came down to to London to sign me yeah, in '66, uh, and I came. You know, I thought, well, I wonder, because I didn't know any of the players. I'd never met any of them before in my life because uh, uh, I've been playing in the lower divisions. And, and, and the fact was, I'm thinking, well, you know, I can remember that. I can remember when it happened. I, I just left school. I was doing a, a little sort of grocery round and and I, I went, knocked on this door and this guy came out and he was crying. I was only 15 at the time. And, he was just, you know, he, he was crying. I said, well, what's the matter? You know, he, he said, have you not heard about the, the Munich air crash? And, and, you know, and that was in South London, you know, and, and everybody, it was just, it hit everybody, not only in, in, in Manchester, but all around the country and all around the world, basically. Uh, all football supporters, that's what, that's what the fans were like in those days. Um, and I wondered whether, you know, they did talk about it, but directly... Um, uh, oh, Johnny, Johnny Aston picked me up. Uh, I was in digs near Railway Road and uh, on the corner uh, with Jimmy Ryan, actually. And uh, Johnny Aston picked me up because we had to go to the ship canal. That's where they were training that day. And he took me there. And I thought, well, I wonder if, you know, I knew directly. I knew directly nothing was going to ever be said about Munich. And it wasn't. It wasn't. The only... The only time you heard anybody, I mean, Harry Gregg was there at the time, but Harry soon went, he went to Stoke. Uh, but Harry was the only one, you know, uh, media-wise would, 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 would mention it because, I mean, what he did, you know, uh, at the time of the crash. Um, so it was, it was just something in you, you know. And when that final whistle went, when we won it, I mean, I know what I did. I, 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 went, I went straight to... You know, to Bobby and Bill, uh, and we all went. Well, everyone did. We all went to them three, and it was. It must have been in. You know, inside us, it, it was that emotion that we wanted to do that. And then, like Rob said, we knew we knew who was where they were. You know, survivors and, and like the families of those who lost the ones that were in the stadium. We we held the cup up for them because it was for them. Uh, that's uh, you know that that's that's that was all what it was about. And all in that split second, that's what it was all about. You just can't imagine the emotions that Matt must have felt, or sorry, Sir Matt, give me his proper title, and and, and Jimmy Murphy must have felt, and and likes of Bobby's and Bill and all the families. I mean, Addy, from a a fan's perspective, was there a, was, was, 
was that ever mentioned amongst you? Is like doing it for the boys at Munich, or was it a case of we just won the European Cup and that's it, kind of? No, do it for the lads. Do it for the lads. I was only five when it happened, um, and I lived in Southern Rhodesia then, believe it or not. Uh, and I, I still can remember my mum and dad crying, and my brother asking what's wrong, and because um, it was BBC World Radio, we didn't have television there. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. such a and and uh, me, me dad actually reminded me of it, bless him, uh, many years ago. Um, yes. They did it for the lads. I mean, I mean, they might not have mentioned it, but I think they did. Yeah, it was definitely that. there. It was yeah, definitely, definitely there. And I, and I think the fact that when you said, Alex, that, um, you know, you, you the first thing you did was run over to, to, over to Sir Bobby and to Bill Folks without saying much, I guess, meant that they knew exactly what, what you know, what that in, that was symbol, symbolic of. Well, I hope so. I'm sure, I'm sure it, it, it's never been mentioned. It was just, it was just, if you look at the footage, that's, that's how it, that's what happened, you know. It, it was, and I'd done that instinctively. It was just something I had to do, mm. but didn't realise I was doing it. You know, it's just one of those things. Um, and, and if I remember rightly, I mean, I mean, Bobby never really publicly said anything, you know, uh, about it. Nor did Bill until I think the fiftieth anniversary, if I remember rightly. I think uh, they both done. They, they both started. They both spoke about um, their feelings. Uh, to the media, yeah. Do you think that go? Do you think? Do you think that was closure for them? That yeah. um, they, they they'd achieved what that team would have undoubtedly gone on to achieve numerous times had things been different. Do you think that mm. winning the European Cup was a that was the aim of what Sir Matt wanted? It was definitely what Man United should have been all about, you know, feeding at the top table. But it was the 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 end of that road. If we've done it. We've well, done I, I, I think I think with Bobby, I mean, obviously winning the World Cup and you know and 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 holding the record at England and etc. Uh, etc. Et um, that that was that that was his you know that was all all he needed. That was all he needed. And but and for Bill, you know, I mean, Bill was you know a, a general, a hard man, uh, and uh, a great career, great great career. Playing for Manchester United and, uh, and and winning, you know, winning the FA Cup, I think, and things like that, and, and the European Cup, uh, and the league so many times. That um, that was really, you know, I shouldn't. It's, it's like saying it's the icing on the cake, but but it was the end of 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 uh, you know something that had to be done, and and they had been part of and part of it all, you know. And yeah, you're, you're right in what you said. I think my dad, even all through his life, would never really talk about the Munich or the disaster. He, no, he no. was too upset about it. So you can only imagine what it was like for Bill, Bob and Bobby and Billy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just wouldn't talk about it. And I, and I think when you watch the the uh, the footage back as well, Rob, his his the little dance he did. That's mm. it didn't need explaining. You, you no, kind no. of saw all, all those pent up emotions coming through for friends that he lost. Um, yeah. Then and I kind of, this is this is for you guys amazing. Uh, when I, when I was watching the the final again earlier on this afternoon, and how high mm. does Bobby rise and how far out is he for that first goal? Good lord, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like just a quick glancing header into the corner. That's yeah, he's, he's like 12, 15 yards out. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's an incredible goal. I mean, I mean, as as Alex said, his, his second goal was an incredible goal. If you look at it, technically, how he did that, I don't know. Oh, but, that was Bobby it, though. It, 
master of his trade, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. There's no other words you can say. He was just master of his trade. Yeah. yeah. I mean, say that night was roasting hot, and Bobby was all yeah. over the all night. Yeah. Some energy as well, you know. Yeah. And those jerseys looked hard work as well. <laughs> those thick cotton jerseys. Uh, it was, I've they, got, they one, just... got one of them and they are hard work, believe me. <laughs> so can you imagine, Addy, running around Wembley Stadium in a European Cup final on 100 degree heat and, <laughs> and, and, and putting on the performance that United just notched it up a little bit. Um, at, at, at what point, Alex, did, did you think we're going to win this? What Was it at, during that, at the end of full time with the team talk when you could see the, the opposition were clearly dead on their feet? Or was that a case of... Um, no, you know, no I, I think, to be honest, to be honest, Paul, I think it, I think it was... Uh, we knew it in... You don't get a lot of time to think about things. You know, you, 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 it, it, your emotions, your adrenaline is, is flowing, you know. You, you, you're still in it. I mean, the sickening thing was, you know, and then scoring 10 minutes from the end... Uh, and when you know if number ten, if we're going to have a ten minutes, we'd have won it anyway. But you know these things happen, uh, and you still got to go out and and, and and play the game as you as you want to play. Um, we want that first goal, and, and we got it. That was the main thing. We got it, and like I said before, you know it was just uh, that 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 slaughtered them. They they, they collapsed. They absolutely collapsed. They were gone then. They were gone. They were gone, and and you can imagine, you, you know, perhaps that could have happened to us if they'd scored, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was it was one of those uh, emotional moments in in the heat as well. Uh, you know, it was it was just right. That goal went in. We knew we'd won. We yeah. knew you could see that they their heads dropped. Their every one of them, their heads dropped. The, the noise when uh, you know. When United went two one up, was it was it Brian Kidd scored the scored the second goal? Didn't second, he with, with the head into the yeah, the second of, goal oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, what what was the noise like? I mean, it must have that must have gone up a notch, knowing that we we can do this. We're going to do this. Yeah, it, it, it's it, we knew we we knew we won it. You know, uh, and if you look at the reaction on. On the, the our team, and, and it just shows you. You you watch today's game, and players score. They all go over to them. They in the air. They do all this and do that. I think when George scored, the only player that went to him was Paddy. Mm-hmm. Paddy ran over and put his arm around him because the rest of us, well, not for me, but the rest of the lads, were getting back to make sure that they weren't going to score again. You know, they weren't <laughs> going to score. That was it. But that's how, how the game was in those days. Mm-hmm. That was just typical George, though, right? Walks his way through the fence, walks around the goal, he rolls it in the back of the net, and you know. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he, that... he always he always said, in, "I mean, I mean, George was absolutely superb." Uh, uh, but he always, in, in a joke or whether it was a joke or not, he'd always wanted because he'd done so many unbelievable things on on the pitch, even in training, uh, and obviously. In matches, that uh, he always had a little chuckle when we we spoke about things, and he, he always wanted to go around the goalkeeper and pull it on, stop the ball on the on the line, and <laughs> put it down and uh, and head it over the line. But I think he thought about it for a minute, but <laughs> I better put it in. 
and, and, and John Aston was was man of the match that yeah. evening. Um, what what was that the feeling amongst the the rest of the squad that the right man got them? You know, was the man of the match, or or did you feel watching that from from a goalkeeping position that there were other contenders that could have actually you know that also had fantastic games that could have taken the man of the match as well or did you feel it was actually yeah that's massively deserved for, for no it was, it was massively deserved but but you know we we, we played as a team and uh, you know like 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 i've said this you know it was a hard it was a hard there was a few tackles went in but everyone was doing a job but john with i think it was the fullback was called adolfo i think he was the one <laughs> John just kept knocking it past him and, and, and absolutely left him standing uh, and getting crosses in and everything and and that was that that was our outlet to, to be honest you know uh, so many times during the game get it to John because he was going to take him on that's sometimes in a game that that's that's what goes on you you know as players that someone's having a great game here get the ball to him let, let him let him destroy him and that's what he did actually. Fantastic, Addy. I just wanted to. I just made a um, ask that's about the when you thought United were. You know, this is this is we're going to win this. When you when we got to full time at the end of ninety minutes and we went into extra time, was there a feeling on the stands as well? Is that this is our time? We've we've it's, it's now or never. We've got to do this now. No, if I remember rightly, I was a bit worried. Um, I mean, they put so much energy into that into the you know the. Before extra time, I don't, yeah, I do think I do think I were confident enough. Yeah, I do, I do honestly. Yeah, and I knew they'd do it once that second goal went in. I knew we were doing it. we were winning, it. and you could see the energy of the United players lifted. I was, I was going to say, watch. I was going to say, watching the footage, it feels like they that the team relaxes a bit, but the energy levels then they then come up a little bit more, and you know, well, that's you know, right. that's right. Well, that, when George scored. You know, they went down. We went up. Our our energy comes up because we're we're going to win this. Mm. I, I bet you didn't want the game to end, Alex. Did you? When you were four one. Oh yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted the points. <laughs> to see Danny Larue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was. Yeah, I mean, it's just that absolutely fantastic to hear, you know, the, the stories of that. And I'm still getting comments coming in now about that. Mm. Paul Holmes, I was only seven, watched it on TV with mum, looking for dad and his mates in the crowd. Uh, Martin Green, bought our tickets direct from the FA before the semi. Best seats were £4, thinking they'd be gold <laughs> dust. There were three of us. Me, my brother and his girlfriend, we have four tickets. Tried selling the extra ticket on Wembley Way, no chance. Think our allocation must have been near on 80000 um, Liam McLaughlin makes an interesting point. Benfica almost didn't make it out the first round. It was at the game where they were held one all at the Oval in Belfast by Glen Torren. The Glens held them nil nil at the Stadium of Light, but they went out on away goals. Uh, it's Louise said us kids weren't considered old enough to go to Wembley. Lots of exclamation marks, and we had to watch it at home. But Mum and Dad did relent and let us stay up late so we could. What a night! Us kids were running around the house like maniacs who'd been fed a ton of sugar. Um, <laughs> Eric. Um, says six of us in a car just before half time. Eusebio need Nobby in a delicate area. We were booing <laughs> him off and he held up his hands to apologize. Boos then turned to applause. Home in Northwich about 7 a.m. in work at Nutsford for 8 30. Dad was an Everton fan and he had a cob on for days. <laughs> uh, Stan Ogden says he was 13 and can clearly remember meeting his dad at Wembley after the match. 
The look on his face was pure relief that the cup had been won and the babes could rest. It was strange, like the end of a film, that nobody was looking to the future and consequently 1974 then happened a few years later. Um, rest assured, says, I went with my mates. My two brothers went with my, their mates. My dad went and watched the Epsom Derby on the same day. Got back home for the parade. Tremendous. Just, I mean, the, the memories. And I, and I think I said this before we, we have a quick chat just before we went on live is that, you know, I don't remember what I did last week. I, I couldn't remember what I did. 55, <laughs> you know, who I was with, where I went, the time I went is just absolutely incredible. And I, and I think it shows... It, it, it definitely shows the the depth of feeling that that game still holds a grip around United, you know, United fans, and and I'm sure Eddie, when you get you know much younger United fans come up to you and yourself, Alex, and, and you as well, Rob, and they talk mm. about that that you could just talk about it for hours and hours and hours. When you got back to the dressing room, Alex, um, yeah, a, a, did you have your beer? Uh, well, was it, was it milk uh, champagne. Oh, oh, champagne. Okay, all right. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Was anything said, or was it a was it a buoyant, jubilant people dance around, or was there just were the European champions? No, it, it, it was obviously it was it was just mayhem. You know, I mean, it was fantastic. Okay. But the 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 thing that amazed me was that um, my brother, I mean, he was 15 years older than me, obviously not with us anymore, but he, he was at the game. Uh, so, you know, he was like 40. Uh, and uh, somehow he got in the dressing room. He came in the dressing room. <laughs> uh, 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 and I, I just couldn't believe it. I said, what are you, what, what are you doing here? How'd you get here? He said, oh, he said, oh, I'm, I wasn't going to miss this. I, I jumped <laughs> over the railings. I jumped over the, ran over the dog track, ran, ran up to the tunnel, told the, the guy there, that's my brother, and go, I'm gonna, I want to go and see him. And he, and he couldn't stop me. He said, he, he got in the dressing room. And the amazing part about it was Matt came over. Who's this? And I said, oh, boss, it's me, it's me brother, Eric. He's going, oh, no problem, no problem, you know. And uh, that was it. And, and, and of course, nine years later, ten years later, when we, when we won the FA Cup, uh, if, 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 um, if we won a trophy, we was always a do at the Midland Hotel um, that the club put on. And uh, that was, I got in so I could invite a couple and... I invited me, my brother and his wife because they lived down at Eastbourne, you know, on the South Coast. And because he couldn't believe it, because Matt Busby came round and, and went straight up to him and said, "Eric, how are you?" I've never seen him before. I mean, that's that's incredible. Members in here, mate. Unbelievable. How, Alex, how did you go on with Dennis? With Dennis Law? I know he was injured and everything, but how how? I mean, it must have been terrible for him. To, 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 uh, yeah, well, Dennis. I mean, uh, he, he had this cartilage problem, didn't he? You know, that was that was, he played against he, he played against Madrid in the first leg, mm -hmm. um, but he, he, that that really I think that was you know uh, that was it basically, and um, <clears throat> he had to have the operation. But one of the funniest things, uh, what believe was was when when Bill scored. Uh, in in the semi final because Dennis was in the dugout with with with, with Jack Crompton and etc. and the Boston Jimmy and that because uh, when Bill started to go forward everyone they were shouting get back Bill because you know <laughs> get back because when he scored I mean what was Dennis's uh, <clears throat> what happens when he scored the goal he punched the air didn't he when he punched the air and uh, 
he punched the, the, the roof of the dugout and broke his fingers or something. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, that is, it, it was only because uh, uh, we're in the final. Like, uh, he was in uh, St. Joseph Hospital in, in, in uh, Chorlton, near Chorlton there, and uh, he watched the game on television with a few McEwans, I believe. <laughs> yeah, ask him, yeah, yeah. Do you feel, had Dennis played Alex, that it would have been wrapped up in 90 minutes? I don't know. You can't, you can't say. You can't say. I mean, Dennis was an unbelievable... I mean, listen, playing with three European footballs of the year, you in one team and uh, one a World Cup winner as well, it was just, it was just incredible. I mean, uh, and the three of them. I mean, George was just... Uh, uh, he was he scored goals left foot right foot headed the ball beat five or six players. Bobby was the you know unbelievable pass of the ball scoring from twenty five yards twenty yards whatever you want to call it. And Dennis was the <coughs> the penalty spot um, six yard spot predator wasn't he? You know he, anything there was in it was in the back of the net. Uh, you couldn't wish for three three players who, who, who to play in the team like them really. Um, it, it, you know I could say yeah we we. If Dennis had played, we, we, we knew he was going to win. I don't think you can at all. I mean, it was just one of those things. I think if your dad said if, if Dennis had a chance that Eusebio had, Dennis would have scored. That was a big difference. Say, if it the other way around, Dennis had a chance like Eusebio was a goal. Yeah, you're right. But the, you see, the thing is, why he gave me the chance, you see, that was the thing because I never. You know, I mean, I've only seen you say, but basically, uh, we played in a friendly once, but apart from that, nothing more than that. But, you know, um, everything, every time I saw him play on television in the World Cups and playing for, for Portugal, <clears throat> what did he want to do? He wanted to burst the back of the net. Yeah. You know, yeah. now when you want to do that, you, there's only one thing you're going to do. You're going to smash it, aren't you? You yeah. know, um, and when the ball was played through, I've got to be very honest, I thought... And because the Wembley turf was was um, very sort of thick then, and, and I thought it was like a you know probably a 55, six, uh, 45 ball for me, but it slowed up on the turf, which I'd come off, and, and I realised I was no getting nowhere near it, and I, I went back and then went forward because you can't do anything as a goalkeeper if you're going back. You've got to go forward and face it, and I realised he's going to blast it, so he gave me he gave me that chance. But someone like Dennis or Jimmy Greaves would have just come cool, slotted yeah, it nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my dad said the amazing thing was that you stood up for so long, Alex. You know, <laughs> for most people to go down, you, you stood up and that's why you made the save, basically. Yeah, great, well, that's, yeah, that's it. Game. That's it. You, like I just said, Rob, you know, uh, you learn it, 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 being a keeper. If you're going back, you're not going to get anything. Oh. You've got to go You've got to go forward and keep your arm face that and face that ball. Uh, because you can react to it then. You're going back, you're going nowhere. Um, that's, that's, and that gave me that chance, really, just to go back and go forward at him. I have to say, Alex, I think you did yourself a bit of an injustice earlier on when you said, well, I'll just save it. You know, <laughs> any, any, any other time, that could, have just, that, that could have bounced off you and gone back out and he put it into the corner. But like you yeah, say, but... you didn't caught it and then you got United on the go straight away. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's right. I held it. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing. I mean, I don't suppose keepers today would have probably 
pushed it away or something like that. <laughs> exactly that. So it could have you could have palmed it, it could have hit your body, but you didn't. Yeah. You caught made a clean catch of it, and he did yeah. hit that. I mean, he belted that with some force. And then, like you say, you've got it up quickly out to to Tony Dunn. Knight are on the attack again. It's yeah. So it's you know, I, you know, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is is that your save there was as important as. As, as, as George scoring his goal, and you know, to, to just to keep that momentum because a yard either side, maybe it's it's a complete, it's a different story, but that's not how it turned out. Again, fate. But it's a team game, though, isn't it? You know, it's a, it's oh, a team you? game. You know, I mean, we we all sort of uh, help. We helped each other. There was no, there was never anything that you know. I'm, I leave it to you, but no, the help we help each other. Yeah, we had an understanding, an unbelievable understanding as a team. And that's that's the main thing. And like I said before, that that came from 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 Matt and Jimmy. You know, uh, they they never pressured you. They you knew that they they knew you could do the job for. Them. And that's why they, they, then you get the respect. You see, you get the respect from 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 all around. Yeah, I mean, I've had some comments on on Facebook as well, and I want to try and get some of these. Trish Lee was five. Her mum and dad and brother all went to Wembley and she was palmed off to an auntie's in Ancoats. She remembers going to bed, which must have been a 90 minutes, and my cousin came running in saying Georgie had scored. Naturally, she got back up. Dave Leonard said, me and his mate Kev Murphy jumped in the water in Trafalgar Square, forgot he had a fiver in his pocket, and he put it on one of the lines to dry out on a scorching day. Bill Layton says he was at Wembley full of emotion, especially when Sir Matt went to Sir Bobby, uh, straight to Sir Bobby. Best feeling ever. Um... And Sue Jones says, ah, memories, still at school, what a team, such emotions, can't imagine the way Sir Matt felt, the team that he built again and those that perished, must have been a lot of ghosts out there, it's hard to single one player out, they all played their part, my team always with a love heart. Um, you know, it, it, it's just one of those games that just is, is so, in the context of the history of Manchester United, is so important and it kind of got the ball rolling for, um, you know, the, the way that Samat and Jimmy played their foot, you know, instructed their teams. And you've said many times, Alex, it was go and enjoy yourself, go and do what you know you can do and, and everything will will fall into place. Um, I mean, yeah, the thing was in, in training, you know, um, basically uh, it was left to Jack Compton and, and Johnny Aston, etc. you know, uh, but if, during the week, there would always be a, a sort of a, a, a practice game where you'd have like the, the first team defence. Don't forget, you know, you, had, you only had 14, 15 in the squad in those days. You know, it's not like mm. today. And uh, and it was like, uh, you know, right, and the first team defence will play with, the you know, the reserve team forward line and, and some youth players. And obviously, obviously, at the other end, it, it would be the reserve team defence and youth team players with, you know, with, with the first team forward line. And what they would do, they Matt would walk on one down one touch line, and, and Jimmy would walk down the other. They wouldn't be saying a lot to the, the first team players. They would be helping the young players coming through and in the reserve teams and the youth team players, so that they are. Sort of getting ready to come up into into the first team and, and and probably you know make first team football, but that was the way it worked. And, and when you think about it logically, what a fantastic way to teach players. True. Just and uh, in Rob, did did your dad 
have that same viewpoint as well in, in the way that, that Sir Matt and Jimmy, you know, trained their teams and coached their teams, was it? Basically, as, as Alex said, Matt didn't really say much. He didn't, my dad said he didn't have to say much. No. Um, he said, if you got a look off, you had such an aura, Matt, if you got a look of him, off him, that was enough sometimes. And it, the most really he ever got was, that's not, that, that's not the Manchester United. That's not Manchester mm-hmm. United. Jimmy, because my dad had him when he was an apprentice, Jimmy taught him an awful lot. Jimmy's role at United can never be underestimated. Jimmy taught him, he said, how to play football, basically. Um, you know, Jimmy was such a great, great coach and such a great teacher. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that much. I mean, Jimmy wouldn't be above saying to my dad, make the centre forward, no, you're there in the first few minutes. No, but that wasn't, Jimmy wouldn't be, <laughs> you know, he wouldn't be frightened, uh, thingy, but. Yeah, they, they they didn't have to did like I say they didn't have to say much. There was so much respect for Matt. Well, both for both of them, there was so much respect mm. for both, and they didn't have to say much. And as we said before, they both had to go and express yourself, go and play. They didn't they didn't you know never put told them to you know play for a draw or whatever. They always wanted to go and play and wanted to entertain. You know, we were talking before about Johnny Astor. United always mm-hmm. always played with wingers. He always wanted wingers who'd play and stretch the play. So, you know, they were, they were both brilliant men. They were both a great combination. And like I said, I don't think Jimmy's role can be underestimated as well. I think mm-hmm. if you think of that team, there was only three, Alex um, and Tony Dunn, that cost a fee. The rest right, of them yeah. the ranks, you know, so that gives testament to what Jimmy and Matt did, really. And that was also it said a lot for the team spirit that you know there was lads who'd come through the youth ranks. It was showed what a great team they were, really. Absolutely, and you know, and to be the uh, and Rob to be the son of a World Cup winner, a European yeah. Cup winner. That not many people can say <laughs> that, but they you know, they had won a World Cup and a European sure. in two years. Within two years, it's fantastic. It, oh, it, it really is. It's just an incredible story from, and I, and I don't want to go on about it, you know, from Munich to reaching the heights of, of, of 1968 and then what followed the few years afterwards. And I know, Alex, you were, you were there for, for all of that as well. And, mm. you know, 76 and 77. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it, it is just one of those matches. And I mentioned it earlier, when I do ask people on, on social media about, what match would you go back if you if you weren't there? Would you go and see? And quite often the '68 Cup final would be just to to to, to watch, um, you know, George play and 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 and, and Bobby. And like you say, his his so Bobby's second goal was just. And we're watching now, and I'm thinking, how on earth did he do that? It's it, it's almost like a little flick of the instep and into the far corner. It's that's an incredible technique. Yeah, at such close range as well. Absolutely. Absolutely unbelievable. And it was his right yeah. foot, and it was left yeah. foot. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Pace of the ball, just clipped it. In. Yeah, it, did. yeah. yeah. It, was, it was very delicate, wasn't it? It wasn't a a thunderbolt. It wasn't a, a typical Sir Bobby no. shot. It was that little, just almost like a flick of the wrist. If you're playing cricket and you want to spin the ball, it's, it's that little flick of the wrist. It just feels like a little flick of the ankle and into the far and to keep it down as well from such close range. The the technique was 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 just incredible, and you know, and and that team will. You know, made history by being the first English team to to win the European Cup, and um, you know, no one can ever take that away from from United, and 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 you know, and, and so Matt and Jimmy set the, the the tone of, I guess that 
the has been the cornerstone of every United manager, maybe one or two, um, throughout the years with, with the attacking football. It's go out and enjoy yourself, express yourself, um, mm. and, and then it all come together. Um, gents, it's been an absolute honour to, um, to to have you all on this evening. Thank you so much, Addy, um, for coming on. Um, enjoy your beer. Um, thank you, Rob. I really appreciate you coming on. And, and thank you very much, Alex, for, for taking some time out. Before we My go, pleasure. Alex, I've got, I've got a couple more things I want to ask you, Alex. And I asked Sammy McElroy the same question. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and relive a match or a season while at United, which one would it be? Oh, it's... it's, 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 it's it, I put you up, put me on the spot. I've, I've got to say, you know, obviously my first season. I mean, to to, to come to the club and, and, and win, you know, win the, the first division... To put us in the in the European Cup uh, with great set of lads, you know, it was just uh, a, a, a made welcome. That was the thing, you know, not knowing any of them before, uh, and made welcome by every everybody at the club, supporters, uh, and, and the people within the club was just uh, incredible. Uh, and I, I, you know, I, I never thought when I was told about the crash uh, eight years earlier that I would be a Manchester United player and go on and do what I did. Well done. So, and, and, and last but not least, who, in your opinion, is the most underrated player that you had at United, that you played with at United, that you felt didn't get enough credit? Uh, when I asked cool. Sammy, he mentioned Dave McCreary. Was was, was his pick? Who would yours be? Uh, well, I, I, I've got to say one player came... Uh, came to in the team in in the 70s uh, um, when we when we won the FA Cup uh, against Liverpool and stopped them winning the treble was Jimmy Greenoff. I think Jimmy Greenoff was the most underrated player who never played for England. Uh, and, uh, you know, he'd been around, but he was such a, a tremendous, tremendous... If you could find him, he could hold up the ball, he'd lay it off and score goals. Um he was he was the player that we needed at the time. Simple as that, really. Yeah, which would sign him before that. I wish we had. Sorry, well, I would say Alex was probably the most underrated. So they reckon they wouldn't have won the league in 67 without Alex. Thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, when I asked Sammy the, the question, 74 was the season he'd go back and revisit just because of the the following and the football they played. Um, um, and uh, yes, Dave McCreary was was his underrated player. Yeah, but, yeah, fair enough, that, that's, yeah. but that but that seventy four season is a is a future podcast because I keep getting asked about it. Um, and and Alex, if 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 you would be so kind to come on and talk about that one when we when we yeah, find that'd mind. be I magnificent to hear it from that because that seems to be mind. the the favourite season of United fans of that generation. But yeah. well, it was the best. It was the best thing that could have ever happened to us. Yeah, moment Brilliant. Yeah, but um, yeah. you know, but tonight's been about the 1968 European Cup final. 55 years to the day when United lifted old big ears um, at Wembley um, in 100 degree heat. Um, <laughs> you know, and just, just such a, a memorable, memorable time and a and a real turning point, I think, for United in its history after the rebuild from um, from uh, 10 years earlier. Um, Addy. Thank you so much for coming on, sir. Uh, appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your beer. Thanks, um, Rob. Thank you very much. Take care. And Alex, I really appreciate nice you guys you, coming on. Thank you.
hopefully see you again soon take care guys well this has been the united before fergie podcast if you've enjoyed it please leave a message like subscribe um or do all the all that good stuff um if you're listening to audio podcast again do the same there um and uh, we'll see you again on a future united for fergie podcast until such time take care of yourselves have a good week and good night thank you everyone thank you thank you thank you ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.